Welcome to the game. This is game. They should have never gave you platform. It's the gab. It's it's the gab. We back. It's the gab. It's it's the gab, and we back. It's the gab. It's it's the gab, and we back. Yeah. What's good with y'all out there? This is another episode of the Gab. I'm your lovely or hated host Kamal, aka the Black Seinfeld, aka Magic X. And since I got the best audience out there. What should the best audience be doing right now? I mean, I don't know why y'all waiting. Y'all already know. Give yourself a round of applause. If they watching, we stay learning. And I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful and to the in-betweeners. Oh, God. <sighs> so many in-betweeners out there. Good Lord. Wow. Anyway, for my tubers. YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Some of y'all swear. You feel me? For my potters, though. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. And I'm on iHeartRadio. Across all those platforms. All you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson Network, and bam, I pop right up. You feel me? All right. Oh, also appreciate my lovely sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. Guarantee a Boucho sex appeal up by, let's say, uh, 31%. And look here. If it look good on me. Most definitely gonna look good on your in-between ass, okay? With that being said, let's let's hop right into the topic. And today's topic, I gotta talk about it, man. Look, man, y'all y'all better leave us black people alone. Leave us alone. Y'all better stop effing with us. Oh yeah. <laughs> we we out there fighting back. We always been, but now it's getting even shown even more. From the Montgomery Brawl. To the incident that happened in Detroit, where the man had to use another chair, ring. To the black woman had to whoop on this one Karen's ass. She was getting out of pocket. She was defending herself. Picked up the chair. They're like, "Oh Lord, we know what y'all do with chairs." Ah. Oh. There's another incident. Black. Was she a teenager or she was a young adult? Um. See, I think she was maybe 17, 18. I don't know. She picked up a chair to defend herself from one of these honkies. Yeah. Y'all better leave us alone. Let us be. Because we, we ain't no pushovers, all right? We whooping ass. We back at it, all right? Beating ass. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Us, foundational black Americans. We out here whooping ass. Beating ass. Shit, FBA, forever beating ass. <laughs> Not only foundational black American, it is also forever beating ass. Try if you want. 
That should be the new folding chair slogan. <laughs> Try if you want. We'll fold your ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Big my own self up. The crowd is like, huh? What? Forever beating ass. Oh. You know, white, white boy. Excuse me, sir. Um, why would that want to be your slogan? Are these these weak ass coons out here? These motherfuckers like, oh my god, dude, why are you promoting black people being people? Uh-huh. Cry me a river, bruh. God damn. Get the F out of here. Nah, we, we protecting ourselves. We beating ass. Leave us alone. That's the solution. If y'all just leave us the F alone, you feel me? Stop trying to try us. You wouldn't have these outcomes. Just letting y'all know, bruh. Oh, and I think y'all y'all didn't understand, you know, us, you know, black Americans, you know what I mean, black people and shit. I, I think y'all didn't understand we are very fluent in uh charati. What? Cherquando. What? You feel me? We uh we have perfected the chair style. Oh my god. Yeah. Perfected it. Perfection. Hakeem! So with that being said, it's best if y'all leave us alone. Just saying. <laughs> Man. It's been it's been it's been so beautiful seeing us, you know, black Americans, black people, we just protecting ourselves. You know what I mean? And we ain't out here looking like victims. We looking victorious. Okay? But all you motherfuckers out there that keep complaining about like, Oh, you blame people, bruh. Why y'all so proud of y'all fighting? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Some of you social media coons and tethers and dumbasses and dweebs and honky white supremacists. Mother effers out there that's saying this narrative. Um, the solution is if y'all just leave us the F alone and mind your damn business. All like at the Montgomery Brawl when bro is just doing his job and y'all want to act like tools. If y'all stop doing that, maybe we wouldn't have to hit y'all ass with Cherry Kwondo and beat ass. Have y'all thought about that? I mean, have y'all? Also, another narrative, right? Um, and we see this a lot. Black men being victims of, like, you know, brutality or white supremacy. Anywhere from you be the police to just seeing them get assaulted at work or shit like that. You know what I mean? That narrative. And y'all know how y'all always try to spin and be like, well, why y'all don't do nothing? Oh, man, y'all acting weak. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Come here. Come closer. Closer. Now y'all, right? Y'all are saying all that shit, right? And now we showing strength. 
togetherness. Fighting back. Whooping ass. Standing on our square. Come on, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. Now you punk motherfuckers is complaining about that. God damn. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'd rather be on a damned if you do, we gonna whoop your ass. I'd rather be on that side. Feel so much better being on that side. You know what I mean? Us coming together. Protecting ourselves, beating ass. I'd rather be on that side than us talk about, oh, Lord, damn, oh, another black male victim. No, oh, man. Mm -mm. Tired of that narrative. Rather have this narrative. Oh, man, my people can't come together for shite. Excuse me? No, I like this narrative. We coming together, standing as one. My black American brothers and sisters. Yeah. But I'm keep reiterating. I got the I got the solution. I mean, will it work? No. I mean, come on now. It ain't gonna work. They ain't gonna never leave us alone, black people. My black Americans. They ain't gonna they ain't gonna never leave us alone. So we might have to keep putting the foot in the ass and keep showing our charati. You know what I mean? Cause they ain't gonna leave us alone. But that's the solution. Leave the F us leave us the F alone and I mean follow instructions. Ain't that hard. And if not, y'all still gonna keep getting your ass beat. I love it. Love it. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all know what segment we about to get into. We about to get into the sad segment. And today I gotta talk about this Netflix series right here. Um, them white folks in uh Montgomery, bro, they most definitely needed this shit. You feel me? After getting their ass whooped. Up and down that river bank, river, uh, whatever thing you want to call it. Uh, they needed painkillers. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, painkillers, name of the, the show, the series. And, uh, since we was already earlier talking about white degenerates and white thugs and white savagery, you feel me? Um, you know, the white people in Montgomery, bro, they got their ass whooped and need these painkillers. Uh, this is what painkiller deep dives into. Uh, the white gangsters and degenerates, uh, the Sackler family. From Arthur Sackler to Richard Sackler. Uh, thugs, savage. Um, they ain't do no jail time. Hate a just... You know what? I'm giving some of the plot of the series. You know what? Let me give you the stats, then give you some of the actors, and then I'm going to hop right back into this plot to talk about these white thugs and savage, the Sackler family. Yeah. Anyway. So Rotten Tomatoes and, um, what you call it? Actually, that's it. Rotten Tomatoes haven't gave a uh, review yet, our percentage, so... 
But IMDb gave it a 7.5, and the people gave it a 94%. Um, IMDb, this time, f*** you. Uh, with the people I stand. Yeah, this was really good. Had me on the edge of my seat. Giggity. Oh, man. Bro, this was good. I was like, I mean, I'll put it like this. They told the story of what happened really, really well. It wasn't good, like, what happened, though, because it basically was like a, you know, epidemic. But I like how they tied in, how, like, yeah, us us black people, we got hit with the crack ec- epidemic, and look where it landed armed people and shit. You know what I mean? I like how they kind of tied that in and shit. That was beautiful. But let me give you some of the actors that I felt were, like, you know, the most important. You feel me? Uh, So, Wes Dunchavani, however you say her last name. She plays Shannon Sh- uh, Shacker, or whatever her name. Shannon, that's going to be her name. All right. Then, uh, Matthew Borderick, he played Richard Sackler. And then, Taylor Kish, he played... Glenn Krieger and Glenn Krieger was they were showing because they're showing the aspect from the top to the so-called working class in the bottom um the the aspect of how oxycotton like affected everybody you know that was that and he was the like he was a mechanic and owned it up his own shop and I'm gonna get more into it after I name some more characters um, another important character, played by Uza Ad- Aduba. She played Eddie. She was like the um, she was like the main investigator and stuff like that. I want to see her in more roles. Man, she kills her roles. She was in the Orange is New Black. You know what I mean? And for her to play that role in the Orange is New Black and play this role, I was like, I want to see her in more shows, more movies. She was killing it. By far, best actor. Best actor, actress in, on here. You feel me? I was like, bruh. Incredible. Hey, man, I think she should win an award for this shit, though. I think she should win an award. You know what I mean? This was incredible. But, um, look at though. Let me hop into the plot. I'm going to give you a quick plot, and then I'm going to deep dive into some detail. Quick plot, basically, is, is about the family, the Sackler family, and how they went from, basically, because they're doctors and stuff, but they start figuring out, like, it's better if we just become freaking salesmen. And let's be real. They were just drug dealers. They were just drug dealers that just was able to sell shit legally. Arthur Sackler was the uncle of Richard Sackler. And basically, Arthur Sackler was selling morphine and doing that shit. And Richard Sackler was like, look, we got to sell. We're going to sell somewhat somewhat the same product. They knew that it was basically heroin in a pill form, but much stronger. And they just was like, yo, we just want to steer away from the whole morphine thing because that relates to death and stuff like that. We wanted more of a happier term, and that's what they tried to do. Basically, they did until down the line, all the destruction and stuff. 
And it showed an aspect of how Arthur Sackler, he wanted to be more of like legacy, name. Like the name was so important to him from what they showed in this show. Like legacy. That's why he bought like museum, art exhibits and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And Richard Sackler, when he kind of took over the Sackler name in the biz, he was more just like, bro, I just want to win and get money. I don't care about none of that other shit. And technically, through this court case, that's what happens. That literally what happened. They had to pay a settlement of $4.5 billion. And I know some of you are like, God damn! Oh, Lord, that's a lot of money! And they only worth $11 billion. They're like, God damn, oh! But see, here's a stipular. Stipular. <laughs> here's here's the situation. Um, they get the paid over the span of like ten years. And what also happened? I'm telling y'all the end first before the beginning. What also happened is that nobody else can sue them ever, ever perpetuity ever. You can't make another case against them. And they're already worth eleven billion. When they got hit with it. Which means they could have paid off the fine and still be worth over $5 billion. Bro, what Richard Sackler basically says, like, bro, we about to pay this off in three or four years through the interest that we about to get through selling this Oxycontin. And that's a basically what's going to happen. So, name was ruined. Name is ruined. Like, every time you hear Sackler, most people are going to be like, oh, y'all just the drug dealers. Y'all the Oxycontin drug dealers. Some people ain't gonna say that, you feel me? They too puss, you know what I mean? They part of the little group and shit, you know, they'd be like, oh, Sackler got hella money, I'm gonna kiss ass. No, I'm, look it. Drug dealer, Oxycontin. So, let me give you the whole, I gave you the the, the ending kind of, now let me backtrack to the beginning and then lead you up to the ending. So basically, like I said, Painkiller is a limited series and they're essentially just showing the effect of what Oxycontin had from the working class to the top echelons. You feel me? So, like I said, Richard Sackler, he he wants to uh, do basically what his uncle did, but he wants to steer away from the morphine. So that's why I came up with Oxycontin because nobody had any association with Oxycontin. They were like, what is this shit? Like, what? Mm. And then they were, essentially, you had your sales team. And then Shannon, she was like the new girl, and she was under the wing of one of the uh, top sellers. And you start figuring out, like, the mindset of some of these people. Like, Shannon, she was conflicted because, like, she starts seeing, like, yo, we kind of messing up people in a sense but she was still so money hungry and caught up in that world is like at the end she she did flip but it was kind of like the damage was already done it's too late and also she saw how scummy like the doctors were and how you had to like play within she had to play within her sexuality and she got sexually assaulted at one of the conferences it was freaking wild to like it was a big ass party, and nobody noticed that she was getting sexually assaulted. You know why? Because people at the party was doing oxy. These are the same people that were like, they were not only slanging the stuff to the doctors. You feel me? They slanging it to their friends. They getting addicted to it, 
it was crazy. And these are supposed to be the top echelons. They the like sellers of the oxy. You saw, you saw the goddamn secretary doing it of the company, Purdue Pharma. That's the company that Richard Sackler, you know, uh, ran. You feel me? A lot of people know Purdue Pharma. Not a lot of people know who Richard Sackler is. And that's the point. We want to bring out the names of these mother effers, you feel me? Because a lot of times their name get kind of swept under the rug and they're able to do more of the BS. Purdue, and that's another thing they did. I know I'm going off on a tangent, but the reason why is because I know some of this story also without seeing the movie, so I'm going to go off tangent sometimes. Purdue Pharma basically tried to go bankrupt, and what Richard Sackler tried to do was like, okay, this is under Purdue Pharma, not the name. So what happens is, make the company go bankrupt. We don't got to pay the lawsuits. You know why? Because we don't even have the money. We bankrupt. And the course was like, nah, bro. We ain't having that. Y'all still got to come out of pocket. So with that being said, you know what I mean? Shannon, she she did it too at a party and stuff like that. And like, she, like I said, she was the newbie of the sales force. And... How they string people along was basically making it seem like they were helping people. And, I mean, to a naive mind, you really think you're helping people. You having these doctors that went to school for hella years prescribing this stuff, you know what I mean? And, and you're thinking like, oh, you're helping with people pain. When down the line, it's like, nah, you kind of ruining their lives. Because they're giving them dosage. And this where we'll, we'll have Glenn uh Krieger uh character come in. Like he's a mechanic, he owns a mechanic shop, you feel me? And it's a family owned business. And essentially what happened was his son was f-ing around with one of the crane things and bruh got hit, fell on his back, injured his back, and so he went to the doctor. Doctor started prescribing him oxycotton. If oxycotton is liquid heroin and you prescribe it somebody to take liquid heroin two days out the week and then within a couple months you're upping the milligrams which is the strength of it and that was another thing that played into the sales thing but i'll tell that in a little bit but you up the milligrams from 10 to 30 from 30 to 50 you feel me your body gets acclimated now they're addicted it's a drug at the end of the day. Yes. And they were showing, bro, he was, they were just showing how, like, him and his family were basically falling apart because he addicted to this drug, which in his mind at first, in the family, it's like, oh, you're just taking a painkiller to get your back better. But then it's like how, like, Richard Sackler and Purdue got to get around a lot of stuff was like a lot of jargon, a lot of, I believe it will heal. And in your head, like, well, his back is healed, but we're not liable with him becoming an addict. And then another thing that played into this whole milligram thing, it was like the salespeople and the doctor, the way they got paid wasn't about um, the amount of pills. It was the milligrams. Because through the insurance, they had some type of freaking deal where if you sell more milligrams, we all make more money. And it was like, well, of course they're going to be more on like, 
you know what? Just up the milligrams. Up the milligrams, let's all get paid. And at the end of the day, it was just a drug business cartel. That's all what happened. Literally. And what ha- who got who got messed up the most? Glenn Krieger, the working man. Family fell apart. He was trying to kick this addiction. You know what I mean? He getting kicked out the house, fighting with his son, and all types of stuff. And then at the end, bro OD died in his freaking working van because of this. Wow, bro. I'm telling you. And like this one, the other character comes in, Eddie. She's the main investigator. And she comes in, right? And like, you know, she not knowing anything about Oxycontin. Like, that's the thing that that got a lot of people too. Like, it just took by storm because it's like a lot of people don't know what it really is and how it's really working. And essentially, like, Richard Sackler just paid off the main person at the FDA. So, like, they were able to slang this legally. And they knew that what the thing was, what they were trying to catch them on was like, did they do trials and knew that this shit was highly addictive before, you know, putting it out to the public like that? Which they did, because they showed one of the first things, and Rich Hagel was like, yeah, we whatever. Pill, pill form of heroin, who cares? As long as we get away from the name of how my uncle had it, where it was morphine and it was related to death and war. We wanted to be related to, uh, we were leaving your pain. Pleasure. Crazy, right? So then Eddie comes in, and basically her motivation was, was like, you mother effers is out there selling this, this product all willy-nilly, getting rich. Wow. It's the same epidemic when it came to, like, black people, when it came to crack, and my brother in jail for selling Probably like a 20 sack of crack. But he in jail. While y'all out here getting rich. My shit got torn up. You know what I mean? My family, my community got torn up. And y'all out here doing the same selling. And y'all getting rich. Oh, F that. That was basically her motivation. That's how they kind of tied it in. But what they should have tied in. And I'm going to give you. Like I say. I'm uh, going off tangent. Because I know some of this story. Before this thing came out. Let's be real. The real reason why black people didn't get caught up in this epidemic, and this was all in middle America and mainly a lot of white communities, is because doctors didn't really prescribe black people uh, Oxycontin. You know why? Because they felt that us in our black bodies, we have a higher pain tolerance. And they were like, "Mm, we're not going to help with y'all pain. Suffer it through yourself. So in a sense, that's why we didn't really get caught up in this swarm of the epidemic when it came to the oxys and stuff like that. Crazy, right? Hmm. Now, back to the uh back to the um to the show. So Eddie started investigating investigating the cotton, oxycotton and the um what was going on and they start figuring out like, oh, y'all just really just selling drugs. But they couldn't nail them on a crime because the FDA legalized it and how they got to the FDA person they just paid him out. Everybody on here at the end of the day got paid out, bruh. That's how they kept going with this. And soon as, like, Eddie, because she started working with uh, another investigator that was, like, 
top notch, and he pl- played John Brownlee. This was played by Tyler Ritter. John Brownlee, he was like the main investigator in Virginia or something like that. And essentially, bruh at first, right, he didn't understand what Oxycontin was either. It was all new. He was like, mm, whatever, all right. Well, figure out a crime. And what happened was Eddie and John Brownlee, they kind of figured out what the crime was. And John Brownlee went into like a meeting. He was supposed to talk to Richard Sackler. And Richard Sackler was like, man, you're going to talk to one of my other people. And while this meeting was going on, bro was just playing with his dog, making a distraction. Kind of genius. Um, and basically what they did, they son John Brownlee was like, man, chill, bro. Get out of here. Sunned him. Didn't like it. Lit a fire under his ass. So then they was really going after him. They started figuring out the inner workings and stuff. And it's like, oh, these people actually selling it to the doctors. The doctors prescribing this. Um, some of them didn't know it was addictive. Many of them did know that it was addictive. Plenty did know. And so then they were like, well, we get paid through the milligrams. We know it's highly addictive, but F it. Hot, make the dosage high, high as hell. Which then you start seeing like, since people addicted, they start becoming pill heads and they start going to these offices and being like, oh, I got pain, bro. Just give me, give me the oxy. And it just wasn't only the working class, you feel me, that was doing this. You start seeing like, bro, the secretary of the company of Purdue start abusing the drug. This was hitting everybody. You feel me? And so they figured they figured out like, okay, this is the crime. They basically lied under oath and said that they had no recollection that this could be an addictive drug, which was a lie. They knew. But what happened was, and Richard Sackler knew. He knew this the whole time. He just playing the game. He made a phone call to the DOJ, which is a Department of Justice. Knew somebody in there. Uh, Rudy, he knew Rudy Giuliani, congressman. Called bruh, like, look, man, make this go away. Make bruh go away. All that happened, he went to Congress. Rudy Giuliani called somebody. Somebody else called somebody. And this is a form of power. This had nothing to do with money. This is power, y'all. Which comes along with it is money and stuff like that. But somebody from the DOJ called John Brown Lee. Basically told, bruh, you want your career to progress? All right, then make a deal. Drop this shit. All right? Then you saw in the courtroom, you, you thought they were going to have the case against Richard Sackler and be like, yeah, we about to nail this motherfucker. And then they just said, oh, we made a plea deal. We're pleading, pleading out of court. Man, Eddie was pissed. But then she figured out this is how the game played. John Brown Lee, he had a look of like, you know, kind of like, damn, couldn't do nothing. He just folded. Had to. Cold, man. And then at the very end, it's just, Shannon flipped, you feel me, and didn't mean nothing. Like I said, Glenn character, family all got destroyed. He died OD in his damn working van. You know what I mean? Richard Sackler. The name Sackler got destroyed, but the money didn't. 
actually Richard Sackler, his ultimate goal, what he wanted to do, accomplished it. Eddie, you know, goes back to like her brother. Her brother's in jail for slinging crack while this motherfucker's out here slinging oxy. Same concept, different results. Richard Sackler just keeps on getting rich while Eddie, brother, who was black, got to spend time in jail for hella years. It's all a game, y'all. All All in the system, bro. It's all bullshit, man. It's all bullshit. And that's what Painkiller showed, bro. Wow. What a wild show, man. I highly recommend watching it, even though I don't suggest... Look, I don't tell y'all what to watch or what y'all shouldn't watch. You feel me? But I say y'all should watch this show. Shit is crazy, man. Show's one of the biggest drug dealers, biggest savagery, biggest thugs out here to... The Sackler family, Richard Sackler and his fam. Mm. Once again, this is Painkillers on Netflix. It's wild, man. Wow. Anyway, you already know what time it is, right? It's meantime. Meantime. I got some memes for y'all. Hope y'all ready. And it got Fry from Futurama looking like, oh yeah, I can't see my name. And it reads, not sure if the pain meds aren't working. Or if they are, in the pain I would have beat, I can't even read, would be in, would have killed me already. Hmm. Hey, when I be taking like, you know, some painkillers too, you feel me? Not Oxycontin, but you might be having, uh, what you call it, Advil and, um, What's the other shit? I can't think of it right now. But when you take it, you be thinking like, yo, is these things really working? Or I'm just like, it is like, just my brain with me right now. And I'm just like, bro, you just don't know. Man. I think it worked to a certain extent because like inflammation and stuff like that. But you really, you really be thinking that, man. You feel me? All right. Got this meme right here. And you got Nathaniel Alexander, a great inventor. You know what I mean? Invented a lot of stuff. But I know some of y'all didn't know that he also invented the folding chair. Wow. <laughs> they got on the other side, got the person of the year, time, you got the folding chair. Yeah. And it says F-O, F-A-F-O. Chair name, person of the year. F-A-F-O means fuck around, find out. Yeah, I bet you didn't know a black man invented the folded chair. Hmm. It's fitting. Yeah. I mean, end of the day, I keep saying, just leave us black people alone. But nah, y'all want to keep messing with us. So we gonna keep folding the competition. Mm-hmm. Now you got another meme, you know what I mean? The infamous black dude that be like this. And it reads, when you take all your dad's painkillers, but you can't feel the belt. <laughs> oh man. Would this be considered dark humor? It's like, yeah, I'm a see, now I don't feel that belt. Somehow, you know what I mean? <laughs> You still feel that belt? You be like, God damn! 
Hey man, we need to, you know what? Ass whooping needs to come back in style, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of this era. Oh my god. You shouldn't hit your kids. Now, there's a difference from like abuse and then a just a behind whooping and ass whooping. Hell, I don't got ass whoopings. It's okay. You bring that back. You know what I mean? A little, you know what I mean? Especially for boys. That's how that's how we listen at times. Little ass whooping. Anyway. Alright. Yo, I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank y'all for tuning in to the show. You feel me? Hey, I want to appreciate my potters this time. Numbers is going up. Y'all doing a damn thing, you feel me? Let's get them reviews up. But the numbers are going up. Y'all doing the damn thing. You feel me? Appreciate y'all. Look it. Once again, this is another episode of The Gab. I'm your lovelier hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. And since I got the best audience out there, what should the best audience be doing right now? That's right. Giving yourself a round of applause. You feel me? Now, if they watching, at least they learning, you feel me? And I appreciate all y'all, from the ugly to the beautiful and to the in-betweeners. And we already know. So many in-betweeners out there. Good Lord. For my tubers, though, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video art channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub, sub a share, share a comment, comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Some of y'all swear, you feel me? For my potters, though, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on Spotify, and I'm on iHeartRadio across all those platforms. All you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamar Johnson ENT. My bad. Network. ENT. I make I make mistakes sometimes. All right. Type that in though. Bam! You you see me pop right up. You feel me? Look, I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, aka the Black Seinfeld, aka Magic X. All right. Look, man. For my uh, for my Potters, which is doing the damn thing. I big draw up. You feel me earlier? You know what I mean? Google Podcast. Oh, I think I already said that. Damn, I'm doing double time. My bad, y'all. Anyway, hey, I like to thank my sponsors. First place losers. The link to the shop gonna be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee it boosts your sex appeal up by, let's say, uh, 42%. And look here. If it look good on me, it's gonna look good on your in-between ass, okay? With that being said, y'all have a good day. Good evening. Good whenever it is y'all consuming this content. Have a good one of it, y'all. And I'm out. Peace. Man. That folding chair, bruh. Boy, we learning that. Chair. Chair jiu-jitsu. Chair kwando. Karate kakankas. You better leave us alone, y'all. This was good.
This was scary.